The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Y'all Gay. I'm Ever Maynard. And if you've been following along on the podcast thus far, then you know that Allie is away at the Great Wolf Lodge with number one Bradley, we love him, um, celebrating her birthday. And I thought, you know what? What if we did like a re-release of the TT episode, really like when we all find out about TT, and think of today's episode as almost like a director's commentary of sorts. But I wouldn't I would say it's just like a reflection. I've First of all, I've known Allie since I was 23. We've we've known each other for over 10 years now. And every time we sit down and record an episode, I learn a little bit more about her. And I think that this episode was when I really, really began to understand um, just how much I did not know about Allie. Because you think you know someone and then you realize they've had miniature horses and tigers. I mean, just listen to this. Um, what else did you have? I'm not, we're not going into that today. I, I mean, she didn't even want to talk about it. We were talking before this episode about her exotics. And then we get to the podcast and she didn't want to talk about it. You can hear it in her voice. Took a little bit of nudging. I grew up with a lot of exotic animals. Go ahead. Now, when you hear exotic animals and growing up with a lot of exotic animals, I'd never heard it explained so classy like that. I would have just said I grew up with like a lot of lions and tigers. And then I would say I'm a liar. I I can't. I grew up pretty poor. I, I wouldn't say like I, I, I grew up lower middle class. Let's say that. And a lot of the times um, uh, if I um, had a flat tire on my bike, I would just take the tire part off and ride around on the metal wheel part in the dirt <laughs> and then to hear Allie talk about um tt and the rest of her lions and tigers is truly wild and give the give the listeners a little nibble a little nibble okay so as far as a nibble i had three monkeys a snow leopard a clouded leopard two zebras everybody's like this queer is a pathological liar <laughs> 
I mean, I, w- I would have thought that too, everyone. I definitely would have been like, you're lying to me. You're, and y'all had a tiger or two, yeah, right? Yeah, we had, a, we had one tiger, we had a lion. Um, I forgot y'all had a fucking lion. TT, the lion. TT, the lion. I mean, she says TT, the lion, as if I'm supposed to remember. Oh, you've had 17 different exotic animals? Of course, yes, TT, the lion. A lion. <laughs> Love that lion. But it is wrong. It's wrong to put them in a cage. It's wrong to own exotics. Uh, but what an interesting way to grow up. I grew up. Truly an interesting way to grow up. Um, this is just kind of one of my favorite episodes of all time. Um, mainly because I think it's really, number one, it was released on Valentine's Day. You're welcome. Um, and also, I think for me personally, it was the first one where it's like, yeah, we're getting a little wild here. We're, we're really allowing ourselves to go on a tangent. Um, it's also when we start talking about Mountain Dew. Let me see if I can find that for y'all. Short stories about women who leave men for women. Short stories about women who leave men for women. I thought we met at Shuba's. That would make more sense because mm-hmm. Shuba's was a little bit of a nicer place mm-hmm. for comedy. And I ran just think of a tin can, trash can. <laughs> we had fun, though. We had- so, OK, right here, um, we are talking about our open mic experiences and actually meeting in Chicago. And I used to run a um it was an open mic, and then later it turned into a drinking game show called um, The Shit Show. And at the open mic, it was just first come, first serve, but for some reason, we had open rain on the bar, on the upstairs, uh, on the upstairs bar. The owner, I don't quite understand why. I think maybe it was my co-host kind of just was like, no, we're going to do this. And we, every Monday night, would get blackout drunk at this bar called the shambles and just just annihilate the upstairs bar liquor supply so the open mic if you could imagine became quite popular and then we turned it into a drinking show and it was sponsored by fireball and um that was even more wild and irresponsible and then again even though we had more fireball that we knew what to do with um we still drank all of the upstairs bar um, <laughs> liquor. We didn't even have a bartender up there, but the houses were packed and it was a drinking show. So everybody was like wasted. Um, but Allie and I are, are talking about meeting at an open mic at like a very reputable, like open mic. Like, you know, uh, I don't know if you're aware of like the comedy scene, but you know, it's, it's kind of like walking into a Dillard's and not a J.C. Penny, Like, it's like a nice one. Um, and you go there and, and you do your best jokes at an open mic, okay? Uh, you do your best jokes in hopes to get booked on someone's show. And the fun thing about this is that it was such a small scene, comparatively. You go to the same open mics with the same people you know, the people that we would go to Shuba's with would come to my open mic. 
but then you would get booked off of the Shuba shows, even though we were all doing the same jokes in front of everyone all the time. Anyways, I'm rambling because I'm really trying to give you guys a great intro or y'all a great intro. Um, oh my God, did I, I haven't talked to this about Allie, but um, speaking of guys, my um, work email um, has like a headshot of me where I look like super butch, but it also feels like very LinkedIn profile. Like it's like a professional headshot and um, I had to go in office to this post vendor and I was talking to someone and she goes, oh, you're ever. And, and I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh, I didn't expect you to um, sound so feminine. I, I didn't know that you were a girl. And I was like, okay, uh, we got a lot. We got a lot to cover here. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Um, what do you do in that moment? You know, I was just like, well, um, joke, jokes on you. I am non-binary, but if you could please show me to the editing bay. And um, now she's overly apologetic in every email. We <laughs> so had much fun at Shambles. Man, yeah. Our shout out to June, the owner. June, the owner. That's I like to wear dresses sometimes, and I like lipstick and so i can't be yeah we're we're true because there's not representation Mm -mm. and i guess that's why representation matters so here we're talking about when we figured out we were gay and Allie was like i didn't think i was gay because i didn't see anyone that looked like me and you know Allie's pretty film um i guess film presenting um and i'm not and um yeah, that was like a really nice way to connect and talk about representation matters, even though it, it kind of sounds like we were mocking it. My God, I really hope that I'm doing a great intro right now because I'm sitting alone in my living room freaking out. I'm like, who who cares about this stuff? But maybe you do. Um, let's jump around over here. It's a plaque. And if I brought a friend, I'd be like, see, Dave, Dave Thomas from Wendy's. I mean, that's cool. Michael Jordan is very cool, obviously. Yeah. But Dave Thomas as... Okay, yeah. Can y'all believe Allie's just chill about like going to the same country club about with Michael Jordan and Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's? Whenever we like, I'm gonna be real with y'all. DQ and Wendy's were a special treat. We would get the bacon junior burger from Wendy's, and then on special occasion weekends, we would go to DQ and get their little cones. And then I found out um, about the peanut parfait, the peanut caramel parfait. I've, I've figured out what I, I saw it on commercial. You know what, it's like vanilla ice cream, caramel, peanuts, more ice cream, chocolate. And I remember going through there at, with a drive, at the drive-thru with my dad and he and my brother both got like the little petite cups and I was like, I want a parfait. And um, <laughs> this woman was like, oh, the parfait must be for you. And my dad, he was like, no, no, it's, it's for her. And I was like, hello. I mean, just, I mean, tight as hell. My dad is tight as hell. Um, but I remember getting those like, I don't know why I said that. Um, Mainly because it was just like this huge parfait. Um, and I think I was like nine, maybe 10. And you know, I, I know what I like. 
and I, I like the parfait. I thought I was so rich. I thought we were so rich when we got, when it was like parfait money. I was like, forget it. Forget it. My first job was at a Starbucks in Temple, Texas off of HK Dodge and Loop. Shout out to any of my Bell County heads. And when I first started getting paid, you, you gotta better believe I went to Sonic. I had friends that worked at the Sonic. I got hooked up hooked up with those like little sonic blizzard things i was like load it up i got parfait money and um so yeah growing up poor you don't know how to um you don't know how to behave around money and i spend all mine on parfaits that i feel mad yes and i'm like i can't be fucking horny right now i'm on a bus yeah i got stuff to do i can't go rub one out Now, now i just feel like i have to tell you I think we've all felt horny on a bus and we couldn't rub one out and it made us even more frustrated. Um, But anytime Allie opens up her mouth and is like, I have something to tell you, something happens in my body where I I just immediately brace for impact. That I was so horny the other day, you were working on the couch, I had to go rub one out in the bathroom. I mean, could, could you imagine hearing that from one of your best friends? 10 feet away from me, rubbing it out in the bathroom. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you just go to your bedroom? I thought maybe that'd be too obvious. I don't know. If I go in the bathroom, you just think I'm taking a dump. Isn't that wonderful? A car honked as soon as (laughs) Allie said, taking a dump. Y'all, we are truly blessed um, to have y'all as listeners. I hope I really did a good job on just sharing and reflecting on some of my favorite moments in this podcast. I know I rambled a little bit, but this is my first time doing it. And I promise that, um, next time, if this ever happens again, I'll do a better job. But I just wanted you to know that, um, you know, like, Hey, listen, sometimes crap happens and, you know, we, Listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I don't know why I'm being honest. Um, you know, we had a guest cancel and that's fine. And that thing, these things are going to happen. And if it happens again, I'll write a script out for you all. But I just really wanted to share, um, I want to reshare, re-release, re-chat about lions, rednecks, and queers. Oh my, um, we cover a lot of bases in this one. And um, it's truly, it's it's truly just such a fun, wild ride for me. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. And I hope that you continue your journey with us. And um, yeah, if, if you've, you know, already listened to this episode of Lions and Rednecks and Queers, oh my, um, please hit us up in the Discord. Um, let us know what your favorite moment of Lions and Rednecks and Queers, oh my, is. Mine's definitely when Allie confesses that she's rubbed one out in the bathroom. Um, and it's just, I think, a testament of how much um, we love each other and we trust each other. And I couldn't be more proud and excited to be doing this podcast with Allie. Again, her birthday is coming up over the weekend. Oh shit, 
This is coming out on Tuesday. So her birthday has just, <laughs> her birthday has just passed, but um, you can go ahead and just go back and wish her a happy birthday on all of her socials. Um, Y'all are the best. We are so grateful to have you as, as listeners, and I truly hope you have a great rest of your week, you sick little queers. You're filthy. You guys are sick. Go rub one out. Get out of here. Go go rub it out. Don't you dare rub it out while you're listening, though. You're gross. You're sick. Dude, you are, you're sick. Oh, you're freaky. Are you going to the bathroom to rub it out? You are what? Listeners, don't. At least don't listen to us while you rub it out. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm literally sitting in my living room alone. All right. Enjoy. Bye. Welcome to Y'all Gay, a comedic podcast for everyone brought to you by two Southern queers. We're talking pop culture, life experiences, and everything in between. I'm Allie Clayton. And I'm Ever Maynard. And we just want to know. Y'all gay? Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. The tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay. It's Alien Ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now. Y'all gay? Hey, welcome to the first episode of Y'all Gay. We are so glad that you're here. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. And today we're giving you a taste of what it's going to be like on this journey with us. We're teaching you some new Southern lingo to throw in your everyday life. We're going to be telling some stories about how we met. This is a podcast about two people growing up in the rural South, discovering they were gay. If you grew up in the South, you'll probably get a lot of the shit we have to say. Yeah. You know, we're going to be... You don't have to be gay. You'll probably just get a lot of the Southern stuff, too. Yeah, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know that. And then we're like, well, guess what? That's a gay Southern icon. Yeah, Big Red. Big Red is a big Southern icon. We're Yeah, that's the thing. We're going to be talking about big Southern icons. We're going to be expanding your vocabulary with Southern sayings. We're going to be expanding our own vocabulary with actual real vocabulary. Words. Yeah. So Allie and I are from the rural south, but from different parts. Al- yeah. Allie, where are you from? I'm from born and raised in Rougemont, North Carolina, which is like way out in the country where I grew up, like 30 minutes to get to a grocery store. But then you would be like in the the city of Durham, North Carolina. Okay. That's tight. I, I grew up in Little River, Texas, Little River Academy, Texas. Yes. And we, we actually have... Even though we're from the rural South, we had real different upbringings. Very, yeah. Very different upbringings. You know, Texas, a lot of guns, a lot of guns by a back porch, a lot of guns on the back porch. <laughs> my first car was a pickup truck with a factory. I thought you were going to say it was a gun. My first, yeah, my first car was a, a gun. They just <laughs> shot me out like a little cannon. I would go to community college. But yeah, it's, it's real Texas town. We just got a family dollar. Nice. And that's the place to go to gossip. Wow. To go to gossip? Yeah. The family dollar? Yeah, people in the community just go to the family dollar. And just like talk a, hey, shit. Talk shit in a parking lot. Let's get a deal and talk some shit. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we had a mini mart, Pat. Pat was the guy that ran it. Um, and I think one stoplight in Rougemont. We had a flashing light until Ooh. too many people died and then they put in a stoplight. Oh, okay. You know the flashing yellow lights? Yeah. There was like one major highway 
and then like a back road that intersected. And most people were like, I ain't fucking stopping. I don't know what this means. Yeah. Well, it does just mean slow down. Yeah. Doesn't really mean stop. Yeah. My dad would say, when you see the yellow, squeeze the lemon, which means you go a little faster and go right through. See? And that's another thing you're going to be learning. We're going to be playing a game called what he say? <laughs> that's and it's, what my dad says. Oh, shit. Allie's dad said, squeeze the lemon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds like a normal thing. People. Did your dad make that up? I don't know. I, mean, I, I think he makes up a lot of things. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, isn't that a Southern saying? But then like, I'll ask you and you're like, I've never heard. And I'm I've like, never heard of it. But it makes sense because a lemon is yellow. Yeah. And you squeeze it and you mm-hmm. put your foot on the gas. Yeah. What is... um. AC Doocy mean? My dad said that's a southern term for being a bisexual. See, I had never heard of that. <laughs> I'm not sure if he understands what a bisexual is, <laughs> but according to him, it's called AC Doocy. <laughs> okay. So Allie and I met in Chicago. In Chicago. I Look at me trying to stick to a outline like we're so not, and so. We're not very good at sticking to the plan. Um, but at, we are trying our best. But we're trying. And that's what you need to know in this podcast is that we are trying our best. We are trying our best. Listeners, I know y'all are too. Allie, where do we meet? Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at accents. <laughs> Very good. No, yeah. Allie and I uh, met in Chicago. In 2009. Yeah. Early aughts. Mm-hmm. Early aughts. People were wearing handlebar mustaches. Unironic. Well, it was ironic, but they were wearing it sincerely. Yeah. Do you remember that? Low cut jeans. Still skin tight jeans. Skin tight. You are the first person that I ever saw wear jorts and you taught me how to make jorts. See, that's a Southern thing. That's the thing I thought everybody did. Yeah. Well, I guess my Uncle Danny did. My Uncle Danny did, Mm -hmm. actually, now that I think about it. He never had a swimsuit. He just wore cut off blue jean shorts. I just can't imagine the amount of chafing that man had. I mean, that probably hurt. Seems like it would be a rash down there. I think so. Ugh. Wet denim? Wet denim. That was his swimsuit. Wet, moist denim? And then would just like go around for the rest of like, it would get out, it would dry, and then he'd go about his day. He always wore... I guess he did always wear. Maybe it, he's gay. Uh, I'm gonna go with definitely no. But he's a gay southern icon. But he could no. be a gay, with that the mustache he had and and those uh oh early aughts handlebar guy. Oh, I mean, but his whole life, Uncle Danny had a big mustache. Ooh, that's nice. And he looked weird without it. You know, sometimes it is jarring when you see when you see your friends, your male friends mm-hmm. that have grown a mustache and you've known them that way for ten years. Yeah. And then they shave it and you're like, oh, I don't know. But it, it does feel like an assault when a man, <laughs> when a man shaves. shaves yeah, and you're not ready for it and you've known him for years and all of a sudden you have, you're confronted. It's a confrontation. Yeah. My dad can't grow a beard. He can grow patches, um, which he has chosen to do. Like, Wait, few, your dad has chosen to do just patches on his just face? Just some patches. Um, like Ted Cruz. Yes. Like really, Ew. It's so gross. Not currently, thank God. Um, but how long would he grow these patches? Okay, so when my sister turned 18, she got engaged and was going to get married. And dad immediately grew a beard. 
Um, and at that, a protest? At a protest, yes. <laughs> patches. And they Wait. kept, they begged him and begged him to please. And he said, nope, if I don't want you to get married. So if you're getting married, I'm not cutting off my beard. And so in all the photos. I mean, oh, he, he really did it to protest. Oh, yeah. That was a protest. I think he still paid for the wedding, though. I'm like, I think that would have been a bigger protest. But <laughs> he's like, I'll show you in all these photos. I'm going to look like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, but jokes on everybody because they're divorced. <laughs> I mean, he was right. Yeah. He's also like, you're 18. Yeah. What are you doing? I have an aunt and an uncle that got married when they were like 18. Yeah. How many kids do they have? Two. Still together. Yeah. When I found out that, I said, what? Yeah. Different time. Different time. Very different time. What's another time your dad grew his mustache? He had it recently and I was just like, dad, that really looks bad. (laughs) Somebody needed to tell him. Yeah. So you grew up in Rougemont. Mm hmm. What was that like? Um, well, like I grew up on 25 acres of like farmland. So we had horses, we had miniature donkeys. Um, <laughs> what else did you have? I'm not, we're not going into that today. I, I grew up with a lot of exotic animals. Go ahead. Which, give, the, give the listeners a little nibble. A little nibble. Okay. So as far as a nibble, I had three monkeys, a snow leopard, a clouded leopard, two zebras everybody's gonna be like this queer is a pathological liar <laughs> you're and y'all had a tiger or two yeah right? we had a, we had one tiger we had a lion um i forgot y'all had a fucking lion tt the lion <laughs> <laughs> love that lion but it is wrong it's wrong to put them in a cage it's wrong to own exotics uh but what an interesting way to grow up I grew up barefoot <laughs> and you had fucking lions. I was also barefoot, but I was just barefoot in a lion's cage. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I was barefoot in creeks, rivers, drainage ditches. Looking back now, I'm like, my mom fully let me go barefoot in like little drainage ditches catching crawdads. It's like, uh, that, you catching crawdads in a drainage ditch? Because they come out after it rains and there was uh-huh. one right off the freeway bridge. <laughs> we live next to and i thought it was always like a waterfall and i would just walk down there barefoot with like some bacon grease or a hot dog on a string and i would just <laughs> catch a bunch of polluted crawdads then we live next to a dirt and a, a hot ba- dog on a string, a string. yeah <laughs> a quarter mile down the road and i would just catch crawdads i'd put them in a bucket and they'd die we'd catch crawdads um and feed them to dt <laughs> No, but we did feed her deer meat. Was TT? TT was a woman. TT was a woman. <laughs> TT was a lioness. Yes, correct. This is a nibble, but I definitely need a whole bite. So Wait, we'll do a whole episode on, on it at some okay at some point. I have to know more. Should we say we're comedians? <laughs> yeah, just so y'all need to know, we're not just like two sales associates that decided to do a podcast. Just so y'all know, we're not in charge of customer service. We're, we're not two TSA agents. <laughs> we don't work for Delta or JetBlue. Uh, Just so you know, we, we don't work in any kind of no. office capacity. We are not two front desk associates. We're not two Claire's retailers. I've never pierced anybody's ears. I've never pierced anybody's body. Did help somebody pierce their belly button once. 
got in big trouble. See, you're a little freaky deaky like me. I put spacers in my own ear. Oh. I had a taper. I iced one ear down and I did it within the whole span of the Oprah Winfrey show. Hmm. I got a taper from Hot Topic. It looks like a spear. She inspires everybody. Everybody live your best life. <laughs> and one ear got infected because I did it within the course of two days. Hmm and immediately put a spacer in the next day i watched oprah i said i'm not gonna have this ear get infected because it was infected i was getting fevers oh dang where was tt good name tt tt i think tt was already named when we got her okay Again, we're going to be t- we're going to be taking a lot of bites out of this TT story. <laughs> okay. So, I did that. Um I I also come from like just so y'all know, um public school. <laughs> yeah. And just so y'all know, I come from public school. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can tell. I come from private learning disability <laughs> school, but everyone would probably think I come from no school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you come from... I mean, I had some money growing up, but... Oh, the- I was talking about the disabilities. I didn't know if we wanted to talk about that. Oh, yeah, we can talk <laughs> We can talk about my disabilities. Yeah. Um, I am dyslexic, mm-hmm. dyscalculic, and ADHD. Which one is dyscalculic the one where you, you the numbers get jumbled? Mm-hmm. Because I have frontal lobe seizures, and now my numbers get jumbled. And I don't realize they're jumbled until my boss is like, why did you write this? And I said, well, I wrote what you told me. Yeah. And then I'll read the numbers back, and I'm like, see? And he's like, no, look at it again. And then I'll have to look at it and read it again and again. And then finally I see, oh, I did write it wrong. Yeah. And then you flick yourself in your lobe and you say, do better. Yeah, do better, you fucking moron. This is why you'll never have a TT. (laughs) Get that lion mentality. Get that TT mentality. Here's the deal. Yeah. We're going to be talking about gay southern icons like Big Red and Mountain Dew. I love a Dew. You do love a do. See, I think that's a different part of the South because you came home with a Mountain Dew and I said, Allie's getting jacked. Because I don't drink alcohol. I don't really drink caffeine very much, but I love caffeine. And I tell you what, you drink a Mountain Dew. That's caffeine. That's a different level. That that ain't no Coca-Cola. Mm-mm. You're up. You're doing the do. It's not safe for children. But I do feel a little embarrassed to walk around with a Mountain Dew because I'm like, it oh, is everybody knows I'm a bumpkin. I would say I would feel embarrassed drinking a Mountain Dew. I wouldn't think that people thought I was a bumpkin, but I do think that people thought I was a meth addict. <laughs> <laughs> people were like, oh, Mountain Dew? Okay, you, you've probably stolen a dirt bike. I mean, honestly, Big Red and Mountain Dew, those are the drink of choice for public yeah. schools. I feel like Yoohoo. Yoohoo's a pretty Southern... Yoohoo's are big Southern, but we didn't ever get Yoohoo's. Mm, there was this one time in the fifth grade um, where I was trying to lose weight, and um, <laughs> on your own, you just decided that. Well, okay. no, my dad's mom and aunt would always call me fat. They sound great. <laughs> um, it was actually very jarring, and uh, <laughs> you know, funny how things work out. But you know, when you're a young person, like since I was like eight, they'd be like, "You're fat. You're fat." you're so fat like just straight to my face in front of everyone it was it was really fucked up but there was one year i decided to lose a bunch of weight and i convinced my mom to buy me slim fast meal on the go oh yeah meal on the go i would still be hungry so i'd have a slim fast for breakfast slim fast for lunch 
and then I'd be hungry. I'd just have a hot pocket after that. (laughs) (laughs) I actually gained weight that summer, if you could believe it. My cousin had the little, you know, like the little rocker thing. It's like you put your head in it and then like you rock forward and back and hold on to the bars and it like, um, you're like doing crunches. Oh, it. yeah, yeah. The crunch. So they had one of those, and my cousin wanted Slim Fast, and my Uncle Danny was like, as soon as I see you in here on this machine, I'll get you some Slim Fast. So she had to, she was supposed to do at least like 20 crunches a day if she wanted to get Slim Fast. I mean, Slim Fast, that marketing scheme, their marketing was good. It worked on children. Yeah, children. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Sad children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slim Fast is for sad children. Sad junkie children. <laughs> sad junkie children. Listen up. You don't, you don't need, need Slim, Slim Fast. Fast. Shame on you, Slim Fast. If you've learned anything in this podcast. Is that small chunky children do not need Slim Fast. Speaking as a small chunky child, no, you do not need Slim Fast. I don't even think they make Slim Fast. Oh, they do. They, they do. still make Slim Fast. Mm registered trademark who owns this the slim fast corporation owns it hmm Mm. let's take a look at their ingredients let's not (laughs) chunky children (laughs) 10 grams of protein well that's not good anyway so we met in chicago (laughs) and we're both doing comedy out there yeah and you're out i'm not see i didn't know that i was already out by the time we met but i do you weren't fully but out, everybody but knew. you had a mullet i mean i had a mullet i was teaching jort lessons yeah <laughs> you know I, of course i was even my parents my parents have known i was gay i think since i was born really because they'd be like if you're like ellen no matter what we love you <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like oh, i'm not gay i remember you because you had a white mercedes benz suv and i didn't realize that people our age could have that um it was a 2003 mercedes ML320. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the car I got for my 16th birthday. Tight. Yeah. It was great until um, like the government came and took everything because my dad didn't pay any taxes. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, TT. See you later. See you later, TT. Bye bye, nice car. Bye, TT. Um, yeah, because my family was like the Beverly Hillbillies, is mm-hmm. like really what I compare it to. So, like, pretty much. Most everybody in my in my family are, you know, very blue collar. And then my dad hit it big as like a lawyer. So we had all this money and we're like going to country clubs and stuff. But like still just so country, like Mm -hmm. in who we are and everything we do. Yeah, I remember one time we went to a restaurant and my dad ordered a fillet minion, which is a filet mignon. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we are supposed to be here. We'll have the fillet mignon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying to trick anybody here we are regular patrons <laughs> <laughs> um what was it to, oh yeah like it's really fancy restaurants they'll mm-hmm. give you like a sorbet at the beginning to cleanse your palate i didn't know that yeah this is like this is one, one that was like really really fancy wait and, is this in the early 90s they did that or they yeah, still do i don't that? know if they still do it or not it definitely in the early 90s like just a plain like lemon sorbet yeah, apparently it cleanses your palate or something. But they brought one around to the table and our, our cousin lifted up and goes, cheers, and shot it. He thought somebody bought a round of shots. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know how they make you smell the cork? No, uh, I've never done that. Oh, See, so- you're so fancy. I don't know shit about shit. 
I don't know this stuff. So, I don't know shit about shit. Y'all gay? <laughs> Still now I have a hard time figuring out if somebody's gay. So this podcast is to help everybody. It is hard to tell because there's not one look for it, as you can tell between us. Yeah, well, be- between me and you, you could tell I'm gay, but you can't tell you're gay. No. You're like a little TT chameleon over here. <laughs> okay, so they make you smell the wine cork. Yeah, so like when you're at a really fancy restaurant, they'll um, open the wine and they'll hand you the cork and you're supposed to like smell it. Well, my cousin just took it and licked it and said that's, that seems good. <laughs> In this fancy ass restaurant. Yeah. Same time, same day that your dad ordered the filet minion? Mm, different day. How many fancy restaurants were there around y'all? Well, we went... So we were part of a country club called Treyburn. The big thing about it is that Michael Jordan is a member and he has a house in Treyburn. And then uh, also Dave Thomas, the Wendy's guy. (gasps) Did you ever see Michael Jordan or Dave Thomas? I saw Michael Jordan a lot, but I never saw Dave Thomas. Oh, could you imagine meeting Dave Thomas? (laughs) I remember there was a plaque and if I brought a friend, I'd be like, see Dave, Dave Thomas from Wendy's. I mean, that's cool. Michael Jordan is very cool obviously yeah but dave thomas as someone that fast food was a treat growing up mm-hmm. that was like okay we're gonna spend some money for lunch wendy's i mean wendy's was fancy shit yeah better yeah. than the mickey d's for sure. wait okay so michael jordan did he have like on a suit all the time or like a cigar or what no, he golfs a lot and mm-hmm. so Treyburn has a really great golf course and my parents made me go to golf tennis and swim camp at the country club and i hated it um so the first year just hated it complained 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 the second year i accidentally drove the golf cart into a sand pit and then they kicked me out accidents happen i know right then i realized oh if you drive something into a sand pit they kick you out so the next year i'm just the first day on the course i got in the golf cart and was like Boom! And went straight into the sand, but I was like, can I go home now? Because I hated it. And then they did they let you go home? Oh, yeah. I got kicked out again. Ugh. Rebel. I mean, you're learning. You're gaming the system. You're learning the system. Yeah. But that's where we would see Michael Jordan. You were face-to-face to a celebrity. Uh-huh. Regular. But I didn't get it. Like, I was I was like eight. Like uh, Yeah, you're like, oh, that's Michael Jordan. Had Space Jam come out yet? No. And, I mean, I knew, like, but he was a basketball player mm-hmm. and everything. But like my brother was much more like excited. But we yeah. had so many of his autographs and I'm like, hey, ma, why didn't what well, I don't know what my mom did with them. You could have sold those autographs. I know. Right. Damn. We could be in a studio instead of on my couch right now. But mama <laughs> fucked it up for everybody. Come on now, mama. I mean, what great foreshadowing that you would move to Chicago one day true there you are in chicago in your white cream i remember i'm i'm serious i didn't know that people first of all i didn't even know what a mercedes-benz was because there were no mercedes-benz bmws lexuses in our area it was ford trucks chevy trucks or dodge trucks maybe like a weird ass dodge car or a ford focus or whatever it was but there were no like nice cars yeah i didn't know what that was and then when i saw you that i was like wow and then when i was like it it was very it certainly was very nice as a 16 year old that's mm-hmm. freaking insane that he did that like i would have much more so preferred that they just like put money in a savings for me yeah and now we're just all poor um you know hindsight we i don't know how to spend money 
oh, I was not taught how to manage money. Oh, 100%. At all. Had to figure that out on my own. Had to figure out being gay on my own. I bought a book called The Complete Lesbian Sex Guide when I, brought, I came out. I bought a book called Dear John, I Love Jane, short stories about women who leave men for women. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that real? Dear John, I Love Jane. Yes, I found it at the discount bookstore. Where at? Chicago or here? In Chicago. Damn. Okay. Do you remember? Here's the deal. It's Let's set the stage. It's early 2000s. Yes. 2009. I've come out. I'm wearing jorts, urban outfitter tops, mm-hmm. usually from the sale rack. I, at, at some point in my Chicago career, I just started cutting my own mullet and feathering it with a razor blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a chrome bag. Yeah. I'm zipping around on a bicycle. All, always on a bicycle you were. Ironic lumberjack is very in. Mm-hmm. We're rowdy. We're like little raccoons, little rodents. And if you're unfamiliar with comedy or comedians in general, especially in Chicago, Chicago is a drinking town. It's a mm-hmm. drinking city. I had never really been in an environment like that, much less a bar until I went to Chicago. And they were like, you can drink until 5 a.m. here. Yeah. And if you want, why don't you just keep drinking until the next day? And you're like 21 and you're like, yeah. Yeah. That, I like the sound. Yeah, I'll have a Long Island iced tea. Drink till 4 a.m. Sleep maybe until 9, 10. Yeah. Go to an endless Bloody Mary brunch. Yeah. Drink all afternoon. It's evening time. I don't know how we're alive. I don't <laughs> know. And then in the meantime, we're telling jokes. But they're, they're not like great jokes at first. Oh, no. And you get tricked into going. See the thing, like I always just like fr- from the moment I met you was just like you have been like no one makes me laugh the way you. I make mean, me same. Laugh. <laughs> Instant friends. Instant. I was like, oh yeah. Do you really love me, or did you want to meet TT? <laughs> I didn't even know about TT until <laughs> true, just true. a few minutes ago. <laughs> I knew you had lines. I might have known, but I forgot. Anything, anything I forget now, I just blame it on my seizures. Uh, just my seizures. I forget things. It does rattle your memory, your memory banks. So I have to start taking medication for that. Um, I just say it's my, uh, oh, sorry. That's my, my mood disorder and years of alcoholism. <laughs> See, we got to laugh or we cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do we call this slim fast, sad, chunky kids? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I got to remember that. So we're, I'm riding a bike around everywhere. Allie is driving everywhere. We're going to open mics. After an open mic, you drink. Yeah. You go to a diner. I, where did we meet at Shambles? I thought we met at Shuba's. That would make more sense because mm-hmm. Shuba's was a little bit of a nicer place mm-hmm. for comedy. And I ran just, think of a tin can, trash can. <laughs> We had fun, though. We had we so had, much fun at Shambles. Man, yeah. Our shout out to June, the owner. He let us have, well, we at one point had full reign of that back bar, an open bar. We could do whatever. And then one night, my co-host and I stayed there and comics drank almost all of the alcohol behind the bar. Oh, my God. Thousands of dollars worth of alcohol. <laughs> And he got so mad, but he was such a sweet guy that he was just like, please don't do that again. <laughs> I I ran an open mic. I think it was after you left Chicago, but at 
Mullins. Oh, yeah, I remember um, Mullins. Okay. Um, and it was, yeah, it was same thing like, you know, oh, we'll pay you in drinks. So you can just, you'll be here for four hours. You can just drink as much as you want. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, on Thursdays, I black out. And like, <laughs> every Thursday. Hey, this is something. But it was like, some, here's something to look forward to. Uh, yeah. And in hindsight, it's like, we should have been paid for our time. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Four hours and I'm bringing you X amount of dollars? Yeah. I let another comic host my open mic. And I mean, they would just give us so much alcohol that she ended up puking while on stage (laughs) 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 which is just a very chicago sentence so this podcast we want to help you figure out or understand southern culture Mm -hmm. ruralness gay stuff (laughs) look we had to figure it out on our own yeah i mean you have an incredible story thank you and again just a nibble but it has to deal with ricky lake (laughs) Go Ricky, go Ricky, go Ricky, go Ricky. Mine was some girl finally asked me out and I said yes. And then I told my mom. And that's the story of my date. And that's exactly how I date now. I won't pursue. I just realized, oh my God, I'm gonna have to talk to my therapist Nina about this. I will not pursue a woman. I sit back and if she says, I like you, let's go on a date. Yeah. Or she gives me like a little thing. I go, okay. Well, maybe it's because you've watched so many like creepy creepy dudes in comedy be creepy and you're like i i don't want to be yeah i don't want to be a creep and i think also it has to do with like the lack of butches and our media and the stigma that the media and the culture has put upon individuals that look like me for those of i have a shaved head with a little peepee top a bowl (laughs) cut a little bowl cut a like pee pee top I call it like a little penis head <laughs> so I look very butch because I, I am very butch and and I'm very butch so when I when I think about the media representation that I grew up with or like butch people were the butt of the joke or gay people were creepy yeah I internalized that and that's not fair and now that's how I feel I didn't I didn't know growing up that women could be gay and be feminine at all isn't that weird yeah i thought so for a long like even though i had thoughts and feelings and everything it was like well i can't be because like i like to wear dresses sometimes and i like lipstick and so i can't be yeah we're we're true because there's not representation Mm -mm. and i guess that's why representation matters. matters why don't you let everyone no, I think it's important for them to know our pronouns. Mine are she, her. Mine are they, them. Yeah, I think that's an important thing for them to know about us. Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm going to get top surgery, too. So as we continue on this journey, I'll let you in on that, too. If Chop you're them off. Chop my tits off. I'm going to go swimming in the tank without a top on when I go home. Can I have one of them when you're done? <laughs> I gave Ellie a look because I was like, I don't know if you want it in a jar or like <laughs> feed it to TT or what. I was thinking about just like a boob in a jar, but then I'm like, well, I guess you have to keep the nipple. Oh, that's right. I do want to keep my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> just like a little Ken doll running around here. <laughs> uh, Dude, that would be tight. Make me look like a Ken doll. <laughs> Please. <laughs> your hair is cooler than a Kindle. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Well, I mean, you teased it a bit with your Ricky Lake comment. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to talk about our first times next week, right? We're talking about our first times. Yeah. First times. First time that we knew we were gay. First time that we started kissing women. First dates. First sex stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that. And as you can tell, it's going to be a rowdy time. <laughs> okay. You know what's crazy? We're what? both the same age. I don't. Do you want to talk about our ages? 35. Feeling tired. 35. Oh, you're feeling tired. Here's the deal. I turned 34. Horniest I've ever been. I am so, so horny. horny. I'm just, I just want to nap and fuck. fuck. I don't know. So, and then it, that's when women are, or biological women, biologically, because I don't identify as a woman, but st- my, my hormones and stuff. Yeah. This is our sexual prime. Wow. Peak. We're in it. We're TTs. <laughs> I'm, I wake up and it's just like, is this what men feel like all the fucking time? But also to the point where like I get so horny that I feel mad. Yes. And I'm like, I can't be fucking horny right now. I'm on I a got bus. Stuff to yeah, do. I got stuff to do. I can't go rub one out. On now, a- now I just feel like I have to tell you that I was so horny the other day. You're working on the couch. I had to go rub one out in the bathroom. That's fair. <laughs> Why don't you just go to your bedroom? I thought maybe that'd be too obvious. I don't know. If I would go in the bathroom, you just think I'm taking a dump. A car honked as soon as Allie <laughs> said, taking a dump. <laughs> no, I think it would be more normal just to just be like, hey, I'm going to go take a little nap. Now I'm wishing I didn't say anything. Now every time I go to the bathroom, I'm like, well. Trust me, I'm not going to be thinking about, I'm not, I'm not, I'm probably going to forget it because I'm so horny that it, I'm going to be like, damn. I hate Allie's in the bathroom because I sure would like to go in there and rub one out. I got to rub it out. Well, my phone is not, nonstop is blowing me up. Um, Horny. Let's talk about that real quick. Even talking about our first times gearing up for that. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling horny right now. (laughs) And I think being horny is a gay Southern icon. Being horny. Yeah, for sure. Just horny in public spaces. Yeah, like, we're horny, and it's, like, cute and funny, I think. Right. But, like, if it was, like, a man... I wouldn't want to know. I don't want to know. I think men are always horny. Hey, listeners, if you're a man, write us in. Let us know if you're always horny. (laughs) We want to hear from you. (laughs) Brought to you by (laughs) SlimFast. Registered trademark. For your cute, chunky kids. (laughs) For your chunky kids. (laughs) And here's the deal. My parents were on, we were on a budget. That was yeah. a splurge for me. Slim fast. Yeah. It was expensive. That it was. was. What Danny was saying. That ain't something that you just like, oh, get it like a 12 pack of DP, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it was expensive. It's like 15 bucks, 16 bucks. And my parents, we grew up poor. And y'all got the real Dr. Pepper, not Dr. Perky. No, my mama needed a Dr. Pepper and a parliament. <laughs> smoke true true 100s is what she smoked when we were growing up okay. that was her breakfast true 100s and a dr pepper nice <laughs> my mom uh smokes silver thins Ooh. which they don't even sell anymore i mean that sounds exotic and fancy oh it's not <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thank you for tuning in we're looking forward to next week 
we yeah. are going to be, I mean, with horny sex stuff and first times, you know, we're going to be teaching you some new Southern language and lingos, new Southern terms. I just found one out today, squeezing a lemon, which is not what you would think. No, that's when you can go into a... I thought you were squeezing a lemon in, in the bathroom. Now that's <laughs> on the thing. No, I was flicking the bean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, we're creeps. Um... <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for listening to Y'all Gay. This has been truly so fun. So fun. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. And we just want to know. Y'all gay. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. The tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay. It's Allie and Ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now. Y'all Gay. Hello, and thank you for tuning in for our very first episode of Y'all Gay. I'm Allie Clayton. I'm Ever Maynard. And we just want to know. Y'all Gay. We're so excited that you're here. We are. I just, how much do you love our intro song? I I, love our intro song. I love it so much. And it's also, the the person who did this is also a very funny comedian who is now on the main stage at Second City. Yes. So first of all, congrats to Evan Mills. And also, thank you so much. Thank you. We love our song. And, uh... We have great cover art by the very talented Rudy Schultz. And of course, we wouldn't be here without the amazing Neil Davis, our fantastic podcast editor. So round of applause to them. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe, Mm -hmm. share it with your friends. Yeah, (laughs) just the word of mouth, you know, just tell them. Yeah, just a little bit of taste of everything that is to come with this podcast. Speaking of come, we talk about being horny in our mid-30s and we're horny. (laughs) It's better you know this now. It's better you know what you're getting yourself into now. Of learning new languages with Babbel. And if you want to learn a new language this year, I guarantee it'll be one of your favorite sounds too. It's Babbel time. Y'all know I have learning disabilities. I'm dyslexic and have ADHD. And I love that with Babbel, you can go at your own pace. And each convenient course is only 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day, y'all. That's all it takes to learn a new language. And with Babbel, you can learn everything you need, like how to have real-world conversations, from vocabulary words to basic phrases to culture. Like, y'all could hang with Babbel. Plus, what I really like is that Babbel has speech recognition technology that I think some of our more Southern listeners will love because it helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Everybody knows my accent's thicker than a nine and a quarter hot dog on a summer night. And Babbel actually understands me, y'all. One thing I really love about Babbel is the content I'm learning is personalized. I get real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations that help me stay focused and motivated. That's why 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Y'all, that's the most university I've done. Y'all, it is 2024, and it's time to be the best you with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. So here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash y'all gay. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash y'all gay, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash y'all gay. Rules and restrictions may apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.